Welcome to the Married People Podcast, where we help you make marriage real, fun, and simple. Each week, we have honest conversations about one simple thing that can make your marriage better. Because when your marriage is better, everything's better. I'm CJ, and right now, I'm joined by our resident newlywed, Afton. Hi. And our resident 22-year marriage veteran. He's an author, speaker, and director of MarriedPeople.org, Ted Lowe. Hey, everybody. And Ted, I'm so excited about today's episode of the Married People podcast because we're going to look at a question that I honestly, you know, I haven't thought about too much because when we think about marriage and we think about, you know, the topics that we need to be talking about, words like communication and intimacy immediately come to mind. But the word fun, which is what we're talking about today, really doesn't, you know, make it to the top of that list. And so that's why the question we're asking today is, is having fun in your marriage extra or essential? So that's our question. But first, Ted, before we get to whether it's extra or essential, I mean, I I would just assume that we all want to have fun in our marriage. And we all think that it's going to be great to, you know, build fun into our marriage. But why aren't some people having fun in their marriages? Well, you know, there's a lot of fun, but what I call fun barriers. There's things that get in the way of fun. And I think most listeners already know what that is for them. But here's a couple of his busyness. You know, we're running a million miles an hour, right? We've got so many things going on and it's serious. These things, you know, a job is serious and taking care of the kids is serious and paying the bills is serious. And when we say fun, it feels a little frivolous. It feels a little bit, yeah, that's neat. Uh, mm-hmm, when yeah. we get time, that's neat when this happens. Uh, and it just, that's one of the reasons it didn't come up. And so many people, I feel like so many people uh, that I know don't just have their full-time job. They have like the side hustles on the side. Sure. So they work all <laughs> yeah. day until like five or six and they're like, okay, now I can do like my thing that I, my second job, my second job <laughs> that I really enjoy doing. And I'm going to do that some more all night. And you're like, okay, cool. Like I want to support you because you have this like cool hobby and like side thing that you like to do. So I'll just go watch some more Gilmore Girls <laughs> in the room. Yeah. So it is hard to, because you just feel like you're busy all the time. Right. Everybody's going a million miles an hour. And when you pause and you prioritize, you know, for most of us, there's not this column that says fun. You know? Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. I think another thing is seriousness. I think that's a huge fun barrier. Life makes us very serious. I mean, married people can be very, very serious people. And it's they've got serious things going on around them from, hey, how do we parent this kid? Or how do we survive this, this newborn? Or, mm-hmm. you know, our parents are sick and, and work is tough and the economy is tough and all these things that we get very, very serious. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when we're dating for some reason, you know, that kind of floated away. I mean, it yeah. was not part of the, the issue for a lot of us. We were having a whole lot of fun. Not all the time. We had serious conversations. Mm-hmm. But once we're married, serious business. Mm-hmm. Again, part of that is children. Now, why aren't we having mm-hmm. fun? Oh my goodness. I <laughs> love my children, but there are marriage gremlins. The stress that goes along with just having kids in your house right. is was insane to me. Like that was a big shock. Yeah. Like I'm stressed about like all these number of things about having this other person here that I'm like kind of in charge of. You know, like right. it's a weird and you just you do, you just feel stressed and you're like, "Oh, I go home and it's no longer like, oh, I'm just like f- like floating around on a cloud because I'm just home. And it's like, hmm. you know, like you do come home and you're like, oh, there's another yeah. source of stress here somewhere. Right. You know, and Terry and I don't even have kids, but, you know, we're planning on having kids soon. And even just that idea and the emotions that come with that and the conversations that come with that just takes 
eats up a lot of our evenings, you know, mm. and, you know, it, so even though we don't have kids, <laughs> it still is a thing Talking for about us. having kids. Right. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and after you went from being single to getting yeah. married and having a stepson that was 10, I think, when you first got married, yeah, right? At the time. He, I think he was um, 11 when we got married. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So it was like, you don't go home and like, oh, now I have this safe haven at home where I just can do whatever I want. And like, it's chill and it's, the environment is whatever I want it to be. Now it's like you come home and there's still just this other source of stress there that you, you, you can't get away from. <laughs> exactly. What I think half our listeners, you know, have know what you're talking about. You know, they've come in, they've blended families and it's serious. And how do we deal with it? And children, you know, we love them and we want the best for them. And a lot of our schedules revolve around them. And so, yes. you know, and I even think I've talked to a lot of couples and they feel like if they go out on a date or something like that and they leave kids with a the babysitter, they feel guilty. I mean, mm. I'll do a lot of marriage retreats and I have people come up going, oh, this is the first time that we've been away, just the two of us since we had kids. Mm. And I'm like, when is that? And they're like, you know, 76. You know, it's, just, it's just forever. You wouldn't believe that. I mean, uh. you know, our producer from yesterday, we were talking to him and he's going to a wedding, he and his wife, but the, his little girl's sick and they're feeling guilty about leaving her with grandma. And mm. so there's a lot of guilt when mm-hmm. it comes to kids. And we don't see working on our marriage or having fun as a couple, which is ironic because it's the best thing in the world for our kids to see. Yeah. Hmm. But you don't see it as an equivalent. No. Like you're like, oh, my kids are more important than me having fun right now. Right. (laughs) Well, and you think our kids are going to have our marriage, right? Yeah. Is it worth emulating? Are we emulating something we want them to have? And I want my kids to have fun with their spouse. I want them, our kids to put their spouse ahead of their kids. Mm. And so, but our culture doesn't like that. Although we're a kid centric world, man, we are kid centric. And so there's this connection between anything we do for us. That's just good for our soul or good for our marriage. Uh, could we be doing one more thing for our kids? Mm. I think the other is exhaustion. <laughs> Can anybody yeah. say hallelujah to <laughs> yeah. that one? Yeah. Yes. It kind of goes along with the busyness that, you know, or the side hustles or whatever yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's probably what it would be for Terry and I the most just, I mean, we, I mean, we work, you know, and we both have full-time jobs and, you know, you're just exhausted at the end mm. of the day. Like the last thing, uh, you know, you want to do is figure out, okay, do one more thing, plan one more thing. Mm. Because at fun t- sometimes fun can feel like that's going to take a lot of effort for me right. to do. Mm. And so if Forced. I'm already, even if I'm only like 40% tired, <laughs> I'm like, right. oh, but I still like, oh, that's going to take so much work to like. Right. Figure something out. And you always, I mean, like, and when you get into it, you're always like, oh, this is great. I'm so yes. glad we planned this, but like, mm. we should do it again soon. But yes. by the time the next morning, you know, you forget how much fun <laughs> it was and you're like, that's, I don't want to plan something else. You, you guys know? really are 60 years old already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. If you feel like, oh, it's one more thing. And it's yeah. funny, couples will, you know, they'll even give each other, you know, an out. You know, they're both sitting there yes. going, we were going to do a day now. Do you want to just stay in? Yeah, oh. let's just stay in. <laughs> oh, and it's yeah. like you're that loving each all other. all the time. <laughs> oh, you're so great. I love you. Oh, I'm so glad you come out on the break. And then, then you sit there and you veg out on the yeah. show and you, you know, you're not seeing each other. And so I get wow. it. And there's, let's be honest, there's times, it, you know, if you did try a date night when you're so exhausted or you tried to go do something fun, you're not going to be very fun. So, That's but true. I think there's that part of it, which I think speaks to our priorities a little bit that we have so maxed our worlds out that we haven't left any margin for relationships. Because if we're too exhausted to have relationships, something's wrong. Something's off. Mm-hmm. Our compass is a little bit off north. And those are those times you go, okay, we need to think through what's going on right now. Yeah. I think the other is, you know, Afton, to your point, is like the uncertainty of 
what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's a lot of people listening right now. Like, you've got a couple that's struggling. You say, go have fun. They're like, uh, we don't even like being in the same room with each other, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And they haven't done something so fun in a long time. And they're afraid if they do, that it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, I think we have been convinced that if we have an issue in our marriage, the only thing that matters is the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, we had some dear friends of ours, very, very smart people, came over to our house and they, uh, are about to go on vacation, just the two of them, which, you know, we're sitting there coveting that idea as a couple, right? And so, but they were talking about, they were dreading going on vacation because they had been fighting about whether to stay in their current house or to move. That's some rich people problems, I know, but it was their problem. So they were saying, oh, we just fight about it this all the time. And I said to them, again, very smart people, I said, why don't you take a vacation from talking about it? Very smart people looked me in the eye and go, can you do that? (laughs) And what that said to me was, Our generation has been told, resolve the issue, Mm -hmm. resolve the issue, talk about the issue, figure it out. And there are just some issues and there's some things that you're not going to resolve. Like there's some things I'm not going to understand about Nancy until Jesus brings me home. And the reverse, I'm sure, is true for her. But they sit there and went, you know, if we've got this issue, we can't have fun. They really thought... They just can't get past it. They can't get past Mm -hmm. it or they think they have to. And I'm thinking, you know what? You, You trump that. You trump this issue and say, our marriage is bigger than this issue. But people, they feel uncertain, like, I'm not sure how to do that. And people are struggling right now. And they're listening to that going, I don't even know if we have fun. I don't know what we would even do. Uh, there's some of us that are kind of surviving and we're like, oh, I don't know if we have the time to do it. Uh, but I think the people that are, are thriving that are hearing this are probably wanting to call in or scream or they're, they're running or <laughs> they're driving to work going, I need to be running this podcast <laughs> because we learned how important uh, fun is. But there's this sense of uncertainty and Mm -hmm. we feel guilty too. Like, could we have done something, you know, quote unquote better for our time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think maybe one of the biggest things, you know, before this episode, we were kind of struggling with this back and forth about what we're going to talk about. But I feel like this whole idea that a lot of people don't see fun as essential, right? They see it as extra. Yeah. And they think, yeah, wouldn't that be neat? And one day we will. Mm. At the end of the day, and I just want to shout from the rooftops, and, you know, and we wrote a book called Your Best Us, and it starts with this whole idea of having serious fun. And the reason we use the word serious is having fun can't wait. It really can't wait. Like, there's not a lot of passages in, in the Bible about marriage, and even fewer <clears throat> that have, like, you need to go and do this. Hmm. But this idea, this idea of having serious fun, it actually was birthed out of a pretty serious passage where Solomon is warning his son against adultery, a specific woman, basically. And he's saying to him, don't, for 14 verses, be afraid of her. She's going to rob your life. You're going to get to the end of your life. You go, why mm-hmm. did you, de- uh, you know, why did I not listen to discipline? You know, stay away from her. And it's like, stop, stop, stop. So I think one of the big bad bears of marriage is adultery. And so here's this passage on adultery. And it's like, don't, 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 don't get away, remove yourself. And then it stops and you go, okay, those are all the don'ts. I say he was trying to scare the pants on his son. Uh, it stops. And here's all the don'ts. And what's the do? It says, be captivated, be intoxicated by the wife of your youth. And one of the things we talk about is one of the best ways to protect your marriage is to enjoy your marriage. And nobody's leading out with that. 
No one's telling us that. No one's telling us the best way to protect your marriage is to enjoy our marriage. We're told to work on our marriage. Mm -hmm. We're told to have all these huge things, to have all these really tough conversations. And I believe at the end of the day, and study backs this up, if we could take a breath and quit taking ourselves so seriously and go enjoy each other and choose to be the boss of the issue instead of the issue being the boss of us, it changes everything because it puts these deposits Mm -hmm. into our marriage. We have something to draw from Mm -hmm. because marriage gets hard. Yeah. And one of the ways we keep that moving, I'm sorry, I'm no mom sunbox. I'm about to shut <laughs> You're up. You're good. <laughs> but I just want our listeners to hear, 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 please take this time for you. Yeah. It's great for your kids. It's great for your soul. It's great for your marriage because there's somebody who's, you know, my son's a senior, my oldest son's a senior, and I can see, man, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, our daughter's going to be in seventh grade, and you're going, here's what I can say again. Our marriage isn't perfect, but I would wish it on anybody. And part of it is because we have made time for each other. Sometimes at expense, some would call it expense of the kids, Hmm. right? So we've never felt bad leaving our kids with grandparents for us to go on a trip. We've never felt bad on going on a date night and leaving our kids. So I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to let you guys talk. But yeah, so you're saying that, you know, we started with this question, is fun in your marriage extra or or essential? And we've run through, you know, all of these fun barriers is what you called them. Mm. And I love that because I love calling it out because it makes it easier to see, Mm. you know what I mean? And so, and then you just said something that I loved and I don't want to lose it, but you said the best way to protect your marriage is to enjoy it. So I, based on that, like, so it definitely is essential. It's not extra, right? And can I ask a question about that too? Like when it comes to enjoying your marriage, I feel like, okay, yes, I want to have intentional fun. Like, can watching TV together be fun? That is a great question. And my quick answer is yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, the Lord blessed us a few years back with a thing called a DVR. (laughs) Yeah. And it makes television all of a sudden interactive. It used to be you'd sit in front of the TV and if you both liked the show, you tell each other to shut up. Yeah. Shh. You know, right. Now it's like, did you see that? And that is really... <laughs> Interactive TV. That is yeah. what I love about watching TV with Hudson is like, we'll go through like a really complicated show. And at the end, it's not just like, okay, we turned it off and go to bed. Like now we're up for another half an hour. Like, what do you think? Do you think so-and-so? Right. What do you think is going to happen? And like, then we actually... We've bonded. Uh, I feel like people are like, well, TV is not actually good for you because it's like a passive activity. Like you're not really watching TV together. You're, you're sitting in isolate. You're, but, but for me, I feel like it's become like an active thing that we participate in when we watch TV together. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's just something that's hung on from a couple of generations of TVs, but before us, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it is a, we talk about discussion starters and we create all these resources. Here's a discussion starter and here's a box with discussion starters. What's more fun than, TV, like stopping mm-hmm. and pausing and, and thinking about it. It's an escape together. Like, so, you know, there's some people that would hate that we're saying this, but you try to take TiVo or TVO, that was what, five years ago? Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You try to take Netflix or DVR away from Ted and HCLO, you're going to have a fight. Like <laughs> yeah. if somebody comes up in our house talking about that business, yeah, they're going to get hurt. Well, and what I like about that too is that it, it communicates to me that having fun doesn't have to be hard work. No. Like it's not like, oh, we need to have fun. So <laughs> uh, let's figure out where the go-kart place is and like how much is it going to be? Because <laughs> that's immediately where my mind goes. Like where are we going to go karaoke? Where's go-karts? Like, right. where's the arcade? We're having and, fun tonight. <laughs> we are going to have fun. It's going to cost us $100, but we're going to have some fun. <laughs> oh, that's a great point. Fun and doesn't have to cost It doesn't money. have yep. to, like, be this giant thing. Like, just figure out how you have fun with your spouse and just do that. 
Absolutely. And it's, again, we talk a lot about your ver- what works for your us. It only has to work for the two of you. So, so CJ, yours must be something like <laughs> knitting pillows <Right>. together. <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah. Terry and I love to knit together. No, You knit one well, pillow, but you each take one in. We're old souls, but we're not that old. <laughs> okay. But we do love board games. And, you know, Afton and I have talked extensively in the office about our affection for, not ours, because you don't like Scrabble, but Terry and I's affection for board games, especially our wedding invitation cards was like, you know, CJ and Terry on it, but it's spelled out in the Scrabble letters. And then we took a Scrabble, you know, all the Scrabble letters when we got engagement pictures, you know, holding out different, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely our thing. We took it on our honeymoon. It's great. Um, (laughs) Hold on a minute. I'm not sure I can endorse that. That's where we got to draw a line. You took Scrabble on your honeymoon. Please. We got a travel size. It was great. Oh, so it's fine if it's travel size. But you know what? Spell three-letter words. Is that how that works? (laughs) Cow, now. Yeah, okay. We actually do something really similar. I keep a pack of Uno cards in my purse at all times. Uh And if we're like at dinner or just like we're, we're somewhere where we have to wait... We just play Uno, like, immediately. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, we have to wait here, so we want to just play Uno. And we and the cards are all, like, you know, wet and soggy because they've been on Chili's, mm-hmm. car, you know, Chili's <laughs> right. tables so right. many times. Right. So many Chili's tables, <laughs> Uno games. Yeah. But, yeah, so Terry and I, we love our game nights. That's our, definitely our thing. So, Ted, what about – and it doesn't cost anything. Just to, back to your point, like, you know, a, a Scrabble board is a nominal investment for – hours and hours and years of fun Afton. It's very true. And you know what also, just to that point, let me ask this question also, Ted. Is it fine if you're having, like, if you're having fun with your spouse with other people? Is that, does that count? (laughs) I think... Why, why have fun? Because mm. it connects and it puts deposits. So if being with other couples, you're hanging out and having fun, of course. Because we mean, love game nights with yeah, other right. people. Right. And it's like, then you have inside jokes and it's fun and you're playing weird games. Totally. And, well, and it just speaks to enjoying your life. You know, we say a lot that, you know, be the boss of yourself. You know, schedule time. You know, schedule time to do the things you love. Like we're, that's the great thing with being adults that we forget that. Coulter is not the boss of us telling us to be busy. We're the boss of us. So, you know, again, if the Bible is consistent about one thing, it's it's author speaking into a culture saying this is what the culture mm-hmm. is, how it's impacting your relationship with God and each other. So what's our culture doing? If there's Paul's writing a letter right now, like what would it be? And I think our culture is busyness. And I, get, I think we get to pause and go, you know what, culture, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. And I might not get the promotion or whatever, but... We have yeah. fun and we hang out with our friends. We make time for that. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So okay. Ted, what's the fun thing that you and Nancy tend to go to a whole lot? You know, I think for us, and one of the things I want to speak to, especially people that are that are struggling and thinking about this is we had, I lost two family members that were really young within a two year period suddenly. And it was devastating to me. Um, Nancy, I would say like when it came to like, why does she choose me? I think she was probably put in the top three was, was humor and having mm-hmm. fun and us laughing she all the time. She thinks you're funny. Well, she thinks we're funny. And then we had this happen in our life probably about 10 years ago. And I lost my funny. And I became very serious huh. and very melancholy and very sad. And so as I started coming out of it, started coming back to life, and uh, I said something to her one night that I thought was funny because it was funny and she looks at me and she goes mm, mm. and I went 
are you Christian mooing at me right now? Because everything I had said for for so long had been sad, and she would bless her heart and have to go, mm, mm, I'm good. And I went, are you Christian mooing at me right now? That was funny. And I'll never forget that her face lit up. She goes, that was funny? It's just like, oh, you're back. You know, there oh, we go. You're trying to be funny. Okay. Oh, awesome. Are you coming back to me? And it really was the start of the conversation. I'm going, why have I given my life to so much grief? Like, come back. These people I love so much, you know, it's, it's cliche. They wouldn't want me to, you know, be so dark without it. So the fun started uh, coming back. And I think for us, yes, we have date nights and different things. But one of the things that I've tried to keep consistent in our house is a fun tone. Uh, and I can, and, you know, Nancy's type A, I'm type A too, but she's type A and the woman never sits down, man. She is organizing and cleaning and, you know, working and answering emails and getting ready for the next day and getting the kids ready for the next day. So boom, boom, she's, you know, business mode. Mm. So sometimes you just, I've got these scuba skins, um, that I've had since college. Scu- what is a scuba skin? Like yeah, a scuba it's like suit? if you go, well, it's not a thick one. It's a thin one. Like if you go, like there's jellyfish and stuff and you scuba dive in them. Okay. So it's kind of like this thin skin and it's black and fluorescent yellow. Okay. If our house gets too serious, all I have to do, and I'll show them to you today before you guys leave. <laughs> I'm really excited. Just no, I won't show them on. Okay. But I'll show yeah, you the yeah, actual yeah. skins. Yeah. Okay, They're yeah, pretty yeah. form-fitting. Fitting, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll move straight from there. But I, like that, that's been one of those things where... Just that silliness yeah. and just that craziness that I've tried to bring fun back into our house. And I've promised myself going, you know, Ted, tough things are going to happen. I feel things deeply. Like, I can't allow anything to rob joy hmm. from our family. And honestly, like, that sounds easy, but it's 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 kind of hard to do that. Like, if the yeah. tone of your house isn't always lighthearted or you just come home and it feels heavy... It can be really difficult to put on a scuba suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, listen, I get it. And people are going, so that's your advice to give it? No, it is like, what is that thing? And I think a lot of it, too, is looking for humor of things going around. If your spouse is trying to be funny, mm-hmm. you know, laugh at their jokes. Give them a yeah. little courtesy laugh, even if you have to. But I think it's the finding the humor in what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, what what's the funny things at your house? What's the silly things. Nietzsche is the king of that with our kids, and she's the king of that. You know, Every night, my 14-year-old son, who is lean, mean fight machine, is in that mode where he can eat anything he wants. Yeah. Every night makes ice cream, and he wants cookies on top of it. He puts the cookies in a bag, and he and Nancy play this game of how do you crush the cookies. And it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. <laughs> like They're throwing, they're stomping them, they're going back and forth. He throws them under his legs. I mean, it's just, that is what she has done with our kids, and that is what she has uh, done with me. And she, she will say uh, to me often, you're still the funniest person to me. And we'll say that oh. to each other. Yeah, because we're just, you know, when we know what the other one's thinking, and you just, again, you bring story and you bring experience and you can look at each other. You know, it's having those moments. Like we did a little bit of sign language with our kids when they were little, you know, so I had a couple of things like more and all done. We should kind of shake your hands. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of times we'll be at places. She's very introverted and I'll look over there and she'll shake her hands. All done. Like, all, done all done. People, I don't know if people husband think she's praising the Lord or whatever. It, oh, your introvert husband too. My husband like, does that too. He's like, all done. All done. Because my nephew does that too. Yeah. All done. All done. Ready to go. Yeah. But it's just, the, it's having those little, that secret code and stuff. So, but I think it's fun. I think it's being fun. I think it's making time just for the two of you. Like our kids a couple of times have been gone this summer to grandparents and we're like, let's use this time. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's awesome. Well, so we've talked about what the fun moments look like in our marriages. So Ted, let's just make it super practical. Okay. Let's drill down. So what is what is the one simple thing that we need to do and the people listening need to do if they want to be intentional about making fun a part of their marriage, making sure it's an essential element of their marriage and not just something extra if it happens great, if not Whatever. Perfect. Yeah. Well, and again, we always want people to, you know, close out the podcast thinking, oh, I feel lighter, not heavier. And right, like, oh, right, right. I could do that. Mm-hmm. So this is our one simple thing. And so we want to make it super simple is do one fun thing for your spouse. Okay. You, you know, I, I wonder if counselors all over the world are going, wait a minute. You had one simple thing. You told them to do <laughs> one fun thing for your spouse. Yes. Some people need a couple examples. Okay, so a couple examples of one I've talked about just being fun. I mean, like Afton, you are walking fun. So I think we can and walking sass and sassy, sassy fun. (laughs) But it is, you know, we need to get Hudson in here one day, CJ. Oh, man. Just interview. What is it like? I have so many questions. (laughs) Yes. But you know, what's interesting is like um, Hudson is very introverted. And I think what you said before, it's like you do have to find what's fun for both of you, because what's fun for me isn't always fun Mm, for him. Like, like I thought it would be so fun to like just run to Target and I bought rock band like that. It's like and it comes in like a giant box. And I like walked in the house and I'm like, look what I bought at Target. And like, like he like didn't care at all like he was like that's cool like you guys have fun and i'm like okay bye maybe you should have bought scrabble <laughs> uh, maybe definitely yeah. cheaper <laughs> yeah so it's yeah it can be disappointing so you sometimes gotta yeah, you gotta know, keep working like, on it is he gonna be into this or is this not is this just for me <laughs> but that's right. why it is like you said do one fun thing for your spouse right so it's yeah. like, it is being intentional about what is going to be fun for them too not that's just great clarifier fun yeah great clarifiers going okay you know we always say we're not talking to your spouse we're talking to you so yeah. you mm-hmm. you know give, put the power back in your court is mm-hmm. the ball back in your court or power no either one you can put the ball or the power back in your court i like it power All right. goes in the court okay uh, well probably uh, we put the ball back in your court maybe okay yeah. so but just to say we want to empower you uh, and mm-hmm. so this is to do one thing for your spouse whatever that funny thing is talked about being fun for some of you schedule a date night you know, I love the idea and it's so powerful and research is all behind it. When couples make time, intentional time together, it does things for their relationship that just, it just blows the relationship out of the water. It's so important. So we'd say schedule a date night. And again, if you're struggling, I know this is going to be tough. And some people say, you know, dinner and a movie, that's not good because you're sitting there watching a movie. Look, here's the deal. If that's all that your relationship can handle right now is let's go sit together in a movie. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Take it to where you are. You're the, again, you're the boss of you. You know where you are. And so what is that thing that you guys could do? So I would say schedule a date. Okay. And you know, for date nights, I feel like sometimes I, I like almost do them begrudgingly hmm. because I'm like, I'm like the, the lesser sentimental of the two of us, of sure. me and Hudson. So I'm all, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, we'll do a date night. But like, what could happen on a date night that couldn't happen at home around our own dining room table, yeah. you know? But I, but when we go out and like do the dinner and a movie thing, I'm always surprised at the conversations that happen hmm. when we went to, you know, Chili's probably. <laughs> and like, it just, it's like being in a different environment and sitting across from each other and not having the opportunity to like, you know, watch TV or yeah. whatever. Like you have a different mm. kind of conversation when you're on a date. And then I'm always glad we went, even though I'm like, could we have done that at home? It's like, well, something different happens when you actually leave and uh, you're like, the purpose of tonight is to go out and have fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you don't like the pressure of it either. I yeah. think that's what needs to like. She, I'm more the sentimental one too, and she, she doesn't like the pressure of what do you, what are you wanting back for me right now? Right. So I think it's my job for her is to take the pressure off her that it has to be something like she doesn't really even like her birthday because she doesn't like her, the attention. <laughs> so oh, can we pretend like tomorrow's my birthday? Because I don't want it to be today. I don't like it. Uh, but I think it's it's those things of just what's fun for you, what's mm-hmm. relieving the pressure, what's that? Yeah. So. Schedule a date with your spouse. So what other ideas do you have, Ted, for doing one fun thing for your spouse? And then we can dive into what we want to do this week, too. So I think it's important for us to think through what is it like to be fun? And we may even need to alert our spouse. Hey, I'm trying to be funny right now. Just so and your spouse, like if they're coming in your direction, you, <laughs> that's funny. Um and then the next one, some of us, we need, to, yeah, we need to schedule weekly date nights. I know mm-hmm. people hear that all the time, rolling their eyes. It feels like a lot of pressure. I'm a little eye roller at that. Yeah. I, mean, I, have, I have a little bit of eye roll about that. Yeah. And I think why you have eye roll about things, I've noticed this about you, Afton. <laughs> I've noticed you have a lot of eye rolls. <laughs> you do. But I, the thing I like about it, I think you represent a large part of the population who says, don't put me into a box and don't, because... Mm-hmm. Nancy's a lot like you and that she doesn't like the pressure of what it means to have a weekly date night. Like when I hear weekly date night, it's like, okay, everybody stop. We've got to go to the restaurant and look at each other and you have (laughs) to say something good. You better say something that you would not have said to me at home. You better. Or this is a waste of time. Oh my gosh. Half our listeners went, I love her. (laughs) If I was there, I would hug her because it is, it's the pressure that comes with it. And it's somebody that does what I do. I can do that too. Cause I feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, but I've learned the biggest gift I give Nancy on all this mirrored stuff is not pressuring her to make it some kind of magical something. Like, don't, hey, we have to do this. Because mm-hmm. at first, first started this, I'd see all these different exercises and stuff, and I would have so much expectation of her. And she's mm-hmm. like in fear and trembling because she's the guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, hey, you know, I'm not riding this ride with you. What do you, oh, gosh, what do you need from me? And I'm the one that has all the words, and she's an accountant. And so she does it. And so it's all these pressure for the nonverbal types. I think it's the thing, just go and do what you two like to do. And it mm-hmm. maybe, haven't gone out so long you don't even know what that is Mm -hmm. you're going to be awkward about it but here's what i say it doesn't take perfection it just takes participation and it may Mm -hmm. take you a couple of dates and that's okay and don't put the big pressure on it that it's got to be some magical something but it is those moments like you were saying earlier that we do just sit down at dinner something happens and because here's the thing when once we date and we hang out what do we say when we come home? And CJ, you said this before. Yeah, it's like it, it took so much effort, but I'm so glad we. I'm so right. glad we did it. Mm. You know I'm what I mean? I'm so glad. And people say, "I'm so glad we did that," because that is where connection happens. Whatever that undescribable that, what just happens. It's kind of like when you have people over or you go to small group. We're always like, oh, I don't want to go to small group. Yeah. <laughs> you go to small group, yeah. we're driving away. You go, why did I dread that? That was great. That is so great. We should do that more. Yeah, We say that because it's some of the best moments or to think, oh, we should do that more. And so that's just encouraging our listeners just to go, you need to do that more. And that, for a lot of them, is dates or whatever's fun for you. If you don't want to call it a date, whatever you need to label it. Yeah, for us, we do the weekly date night thing, and it's great, Afton. It's great, okay? You should try it. Um, yeah. You don't like labels. Just call it something right. next. Call it just the spontaneous weekly the spontaneous outing. date night that happens once every seven days. Right. No, it, for, <laughs> as far as, you know, trying to figure out what's the fun thing to do with your spouse, like we have the weekly date and it's great. And I think for us, you know, sometimes it does feel very routine and maybe, and we're very, you know, scheduled people, I particularly. <laughs> so I have to try and build in, 
I think a little spontaneity is a thing that would be so much fun for Terry. For us, I think that looks like maybe taking her out to ice cream and surprising her after one of our dates. You wild and crazy guy. I know. I'm so crazy, Are you right? going to get sprinkles on that ice cream? <laughs> I love sprinkles. Are you, know? you actually going to get frozen yogurt, though? Well, <laughs> hey, at least you didn't call it Frojo or Joe Fro, Fro whatever you got, Froyo. You get to put like more toppings when you go to a, a Froyo. Yeah, but it place. costs $700. And it's yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe, the scowl on Afton's oh, face right now. Maybe is we'll just classic. go super crazy and go real ice cream. Real ice cream. Whole milk in it and just get the triple whoa, scoop whoa. with sprinkles. Who knows? Wow. Oh my you word. Know? Even in and a CJ in Terryland, <laughs> this is like, that's, ah, this is that's an ACDC crazy. concert right now, right. isn't it? <laughs> No, but I do think legitimately that if I surprised her after we went to, of course, Chili's or something like that, mm-hmm. right after in the two for 22, we I walk hope out. Chili's endorses us. I, we walk out and I'm just like, I've got something fun for us. That would probably You are never going to believe what <laughs> I have in store for you. That next. would probably just be so much fun for her and it would be fun for me too. Yes. Well, listen, I was going to lie and like make something up like, Oh, I'm going to do this fun thing for Hudson. Um, but (laughs) Hudson's actually out of town for the next like 10 days. So I'm like, okay. And especially for people who maybe their spouses travel for work or something like, Oh, okay. Well, I've got to wait till they like come home in order to like do anything about this. So I'm thinking about it while you guys are talking and this is what I'm going to go with for my one thing. This week, I think what I'm going to do is try to respond to 50% of Hudson's text messages with GIFs. Brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'll Brilliant. actually calculate it, or maybe I'll have Nancy calculate it brilliant. and make sure that I reach 50%. Thank you. That That's is awesome. that is a brilliant. Thank you very much. I love it. <laughs> oh my god! It, yes. I was going to say go to Disney World, but I thought that one might be too extravagant, <laughs> expensive. Yeah. For, but I think if for, I went to Hudson and said, a, I'm going to say Ted said. One fun thing this week. So we need to. So go we got to pack up Disney and World. drive to Disney World. It has to happen. This Ted said. Weekend. Ted said. Ted said. That carries <laughs> so that much weight. I'm sure. I say that? I'm sure that's got such packs, such punch, <laughs> right? What no, about you, Ted? You know, I, to that somebody's travels. I just want to put. You know, I agree, agree, agree with Afton on that. Somebody travels just when needs. He'll say, "We're missing you." Mm. or do something silly, it matters. Because I, I know that her life gets harder when I'm gone mm. because she's working like a single parent. And so the fact that she even remembers that she has a husband is pretty remarkable. Because you travel to speak a lot. Yeah, and so ironically about marriage. And so we have to be careful <laughs> that it doesn't damage my own. And so we have kind of learned some different things there, but it, it's staying connected, it's it's laughing, it's having a good time. Um, so what's my one thing this week? Oh, Gosh, you know, I hate to keep leaning back on the scuba suit, but it it has been a while. Mm. It has might be time to it might be time to bust break out that suction cup suit. that thing out of its box. Yeah, it, it's probably time. So yeah, you're gonna do. Cool. Are you gonna do one scuba suit this week? Yeah, I think one good scuba, and I probably will save it for for a tense moment. Like I, if I'm watching her stressed out, like. Uh, one thing I can't do that I think is really fun is scare her. Mm. Like, <laughs> so that, I love, that would be a fun thing to do to for know. yourself, yeah, but she, not for yeah, her. Mm-hmm, yeah, so can't do that. But I was going to say I could be in her car wearing the scuba suit behind the seat, but that would... <laughs> Still kind of scary. <laughs> might... No, it would totally scare her. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably just going to be straight scuba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna give that a, we're gonna give that a shot this week. Is it gonna be like you're all the way under the covers in your bed, and then you just like rip the covers off, and you're in the scuba suit? 
Well, th- there's a lot of different additions to the scuba <laughs> suit that, that aren't suitable for, oh for our God. listeners. For but yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I, I got to figure out which one. Uh, yeah, I got to figure out which one. Well, I love it. This was a lot of fun, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun this week. And it's so doable. Like, we can all find the one simple thing, this one simple way to have a little fun. Uh, with our spouse and do something for our spouse. And Ted, thank you so much for leading this conversation about fun and helping us realize that fun is actually essential. It's not just extra because it is the best way, like you said earlier, to protect our marriage is to have fun and to enjoy it, to really actually enjoy it. And so I'm so excited to be intentional about injecting just a little bit more fun. And hopefully you, the listener, are going to do the same. So thank you for joining us for the Married People Podcast. We hope that this episode has helped you realize that marriage can be a little easier and a little more fun than maybe you've thought in the past. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review there or wherever you listen to your podcasts because those reviews help us make this podcast better and get these conversations in front of more people who need to hear them. And finally, for more great resources to make your marriage better, check out Ted Lowe's book, Your Best Us. You can find it on Amazon and visit our website, marriedpeople.org and then join us for next week's episode and until next time i'm cj i'm afton i'm ted and thank you for listening